Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman Podcast, where I am on a mission to encourage a million teachers weekly. One of the great things that I do to help encourage teachers is have conversations with teachers. Then I share those stories and with people who support teachers and public schools or schools in general. I guess I should say public schools. To you, doesn't matter if it's public or private. Is it still education? Yes. It's definitely. still it's still no, education. Yep. yep. Still there for the kids. So. Still there for the kids. Yeah. Today, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard a voice. We have the one and only Miss. Kenzie, am I saying that right? Yes. Todd! <laughs> what is it like to have two first, like, two first names? Um, everyone, most people call me Kenzie Todd. Like, no one ever just says Kenzie. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's, it's always the same like for my both. brother, Jack. They always say Kenzie Todd, Jack Todd, so. What, do you think it's because y'all have two first names? I or? don't know. Yeah. I think it just has a catch to it. That's two right. Two short names, so. Just two short names. Yeah. Now, Kenzie, you're a school teacher. Tell us where you teach at, what grade? I teach second grade at Charter Oak Elementary. Um, it's the newest Guthrie school. What's it like, dude? Because that's all you've only you only know new. Yes. You, you've never been in one of the older schools, right? Well, I grew up in Guthrie, so I went to all the other schools. <laughs> and um, it's pretty different. Like out at Charter Oak, all of our furniture matches and is the same and everything looks new and pretty uh-huh um so it is it is nice to have new yeah. yeah 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 for sure for sure what did you think you were gonna be when you were a kid well I always kind of knew I wanted to be a teacher um I used to my mom was a teacher so I was at schools a lot all the time really and I used to love to play school okay. in her classroom because I had like a real life play set to play with all the time so um I always kind of knew but when I got into high school I was kind of in denial about it I guess because I wanted to make a lot of money and do something like that and so when I started college I don't even remember what my major was but it was something that I never would have really been happy okay. doing yeah and um it wasn't until I was just about to get out of my basics and into my major courses that I was like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And I changed it to education. So, oh. but I pretty much always knew that education was, was probably going to be your thing. Yeah. Now, I, for those of you listening, your mom's a, a, a teacher, then became a principal. Yes. And of course, you just said that you had, you were in her classroom to kind of play teach in. Mm -hmm. Did she ever encourage you to be a teacher or was it like you just do what makes you happy? It was definitely do what makes you happy, and she would definitely tell me to explore my other options um, just because of, um, like, the salaries and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but when I when I finally told her that that's what I really want to do, she was happy and excited and ready to share all the tips with me and stuff. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. What, what's, what was one tip that she gave you that you actually uh, took heed to and it's, and it's worked? Um, when I was in college, I would come with these assignments with that would end up being like 20 page long, elaborate lesson plans. And she was like, um, you're never you're never going to actually do that for every lesson. And I would stress myself out about it and um, be really worried about getting everything down to look good on paper, you know, and she told me that that's not the that's not what it's about. It's not 
not that that's not that important. So yeah. um, that's kind of stuck with me. And then um, just building the relationships with the kids. You can't do anything until um, you've done that. So gotcha. That's uh, the most important. So I hear you saying most important is building a relationship with the kids. What would mm-hmm. you say has been like the second most important thing? Because I think everybody would probably say building a relationship with the kids is yes. numero, numero number one. Mm-hmm. What would be the second most important thing that you've learned? Um, probably establishing those routines and procedures mm-hmm. with the kids um, and just being consistent with those and their consequences when they're not doing the right thing. And um, I'd say that's probably the second most important yeah. for them. Now, what year is this for you? This is my second full year. Second but full third year. Third class. So now your first your first year, did you try to be lax and try to be the cool teacher or did you always go straight in and be like, Nope, this is what mm-hmm. I said, this is what I do, or did you learn no. did you have to learn like, okay, being cool is definitely let me Yeah. Let I've me had them- to learn because I went in my first year I went in halfway through and they had been in three different classes. Um, prior to being in mine with three different teachers, different routines, different rules. Um, so when I got them, I didn't really have a choice but to be a little bit more strict because we had to establish our own new class with new rules and everything, and it was really hard. Um, and I, at one point, was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> like, this this is hard, and yeah. I don't want these kids to hate me or think I'm mean, you know. Yeah. but. They, I think that they kind of see that as um, they know that they need those rules and yeah. um, routines. So you know, it's funny because I've, I've had conversations with several teachers now, and they all pretty much say the same mm-hmm. thing about kids need discipline. The kids know they need discipline. Yes. I'm like, what? I don't think I remember <laughs> thinking I needed discipline or structure or whatever, but yeah. it's definitely something that has to be true because mm-hmm. literally every conversation that I've had with a teacher, it goes back oftentimes to this, okay, if you get some good structure, and yes. I'm currently reading a, a, a book called Untold Teacher Truths, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a really good book. I'm really, it's really cool kind of learning from a, she she once was a teacher, she is, she still, she probably would still call herself a teacher, right? Yeah. But she's given all these different ways to manage the classroom, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing that she goes to. She's like, nope, you got to be forceful, but in a loving way, and yes. keep those kids in mm-hmm. line. Yes. Like, have you, uh, I'm sure you have, your experience with that kid that's like, nothing seems to work with yes. this kid. What did, what did you do? Um, that I actually have two um, friends like that this year. And what'd you call them, friends? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got two friends and, like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's been really hard, but we're finally kind of getting to a place where we kind of have a mutual respect for each other and we're kind of understanding how things are going to be and um, we're working with it. We're Hopefully it'll get better, but yeah, um, that's probably gonna be every year, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you're gonna yeah. always have those kind of friends who mm-hmm. are I call them world changers. Yes, they're just disruptors. They're definitely the ones that stand out and the ones you remember. Yeah, the most. yeah. Now, what about uh, parents? What have you learned? Of course, I mean, I think everybody would say pa- parents who are involved. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a better chance of those kids being the yes. having more success. Mm-hmm. What what have you learned to kind of help parents get engaged, or is there anything you can really do about that? 
Um, I try my best to give positive feedback to parents just as much as um, I have to negative sometimes. Okay. Um, so um, the kids that, you know, some kids you have to talk to their parents more than others. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just as important to give them um, positive feedback too. So if somebody does something, um, say, to help someone out or they get a really good grade or um, they master something that they've been struggling with. I try really hard to reach out to parents about those things too, so that they're not just hearing from me when it's something negative or when there's yeah. a problem or behavior problem or something. Um, and I use a really cool um, website called Class Dojo to um, talk to parents, and um, they my kids earn Class Dojo points, and they have like little monsters on there and they get to create them and they earn points on there and their parents can see what they're earning points for throughout the day. Um, so if it's like they're on task or they're helping others or whatever it might be, I give them points throughout the day. Um, and then they also have these really cool things called big ideas on there uh -huh. and their um, little videos and questions about different things like respect and mindfulness and things like that. So I really like that website for parent communication now where i thought you were gonna go with that which i think this would be cool i thought you were gonna say like the kids get incentives when they get their parents to show up or oh, no. <laughs> to follow i'm like that might be a good idea like if somebody was to give me treats to make sure my parents yeah. i'd be all over my mom yeah mom, they do get um incentives when they get so many points and stuff but okay yeah 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 no that's good so give me one of your favorite teacher moments over the last couple of years now um one that definitely stands out is last year i had a kid um and all year long he was i can't read i can't do it i'm not gonna try and i would always constantly be telling him we're not saying I can't like you can say I can't yet but we're not going to say I can't and just shut down and he um do you know Joyce Miss yeah, yeah. Joyce uh -huh. mm -hmm. yeah she goes uh north church yeah where she I works church, out at yeah. Charter Oak and she um pulled this kid and worked with them individually sometimes too and we take a test called the star test three times a year and his first two tests I mean he scored you know pretty low and I don't really I mean, that's just one test one day. It doesn't show everything that you know. But um, on his third test, he scored super high, like in the green. And I went to look, and I was kind of taken back. I was like, whoa, that something, something's not, <laughs> something might not be right here. And I hate to say Do that, we need but to retake the I test? was like, something's, something's off. And he goes and he takes his test with Miss Joyce. So I go to Miss Joyce, and I'm like, so he took, he did this, took this test and he scored this. And she was like, he did it all by himself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he's scored green. And me and my choice, we had a little moment. We almost cried. It was like, oh, wow. it was a big deal for him. And I called him over and I was like, you told me you can't read. And he said, yeah, well, you were being annoying about it. So I just finally <laughs> started Wait a second, trying. What grade is this? Second. Second. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But it was his. It was his second time doing second. So he okay. was a little older yeah, than yeah. the rest of them. But he did. He said, well, you were annoying me about it. So 
So that made started, him. Yeah. Wow. So your persistence, so to speak, what she called being annoying. Yeah. Was the thing that kind of mm-hmm. pushed him into like giving it a shot. Yes. Wow. But yeah. still, like, how smart are you to be able to come up with that scent? Like, right. And he always could. Yeah. He just he just didn't want to, <laughs> and he didn't want to give us the satisfaction of doing it for us. Yeah. So he he always could. That's cool. Yeah, it's moments like that that probably let you say, you know what, I love this job. And you kind of have to hold on to those moments, I would imagine. Like when it it gets challenging and hard, uh, those are the things that uh, you definitely have to uh, keep a hold of. What is something that's changed since you you started teaching? Like I know you haven't been teaching that long, but has there been anything that's like changed for you that has – either allow for your job maybe to, to be more challenging, maybe not in a negative way, mm-hmm. but you have to adjust. Um, one thing that I've noticed like last year and this year was um, kids are on like their technology so much that mm. sometimes I feel like their social skills are kind of lacking a little bit. So do you and your mom um, talk about this? No, 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 we haven't really. Yeah. <laughs> she and I were just talking about this, but go ahead. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Um, and I just because you asked the kid what they did over the weekend, and it's either you know I played on my tablet or I pl- played video games, and um, I just feel like when I was a kid, like we I played outside a lot more, and kids just need to be out and using their imagination, and. Um, so that's one thing that I think has changed a little bit just over the past couple of years is yeah. the technology and how much they're on it. And um, I think it's kind of starting to affect them a little bit. So. Gotcha. I think what uh, she was saying was, I guess, it's the same thing, just like the they're not learning life skills. They're mm-hmm. not learning how to be able to sit there and yeah. uh, just pay attention, like those kind of right. things. Or that, carry on a conversation. Or carry on a conversation mm-hmm. or even, I guess, even ask questions, right? Yes, Which yeah. is part of sometimes having carrying on a conversation. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how to do that because of the, the yeah. way they're interacting with technology and everything. Yeah. What Have you kind of been trying to figure out how to overcome that? A little bit. Um, we, I've kind of taken a step back with like our Chromebooks in the classroom and stuff mm. and only using them when they're necessary and try not to give them a whole lot of time to just free play on there. Yeah. Um, instead, like if they earn like free time or whatever, I try to put the Chromebooks away and let them play with like our classroom toys that we have and stuff mm-hmm. as opposed to being on the Chromebooks. And I, one day a week I've also been, assigning like playing outside for 10 minutes as homework rather you're just like reading outside or whatever it might be I tell them to go do that and they get really excited when I assign that as homework because they're like well that's not work you know so and they their parents write in their planners what they do for homework so they know that they'll get to tell their parents they're supposed to play outside and write in the planner so that seems to be exciting for them so um yeah that's good because, yeah, kids do not – I so my son and daughter I have, that are currently in high school, and mm-hmm. I guess I have one that's 25 as well, but I always tell them, like, the thing that we used to do to have fun was just go hang out at the temple, mm-hmm. right? There was no technology. We would just – it would be hundreds of us out there yeah. just hanging out on our cars, playing music, mm-hmm. interacting, talking. Yes. And I was wondering – I was like – 
to them that doesn't make sense as much. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I was like, oh, it's because they chat through Facebook right. and Instagram, and yes. you can have hundreds of people. Like when my son got married, mm-hmm. all of his groomsmen except one were from out of town oh, because yeah. of uh-huh. uh playing video games, yeah. right? Which is, that is cool. That's that cool too. Cool. That is cool. Yes. But at the same time, it's like. I need these kids to go outside and just yeah. hang out and ride. Like, there's not kids riding bikes. Mm, I like, know. I know. I'm like, that's I so crazy. I used to ride my bike all around the neighborhood, and I don't even think my brother knows how to ride a bike. So if he listens to this, he's going to be mad at me for saying that. But Jack, you don't know how to ride a bike, homie. Let me hang out with you. We're going to get you on yeah. the bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's just wild, though. It's just the change, the, the change in the way... The world is going, but yes. at the same time, it's like, okay, do you embrace it or do you yeah. keep trying to fight against it? Where, like, mm-hmm. how do I get these kids outside to play? How do it I get definitely them can be a positive thing yeah. as far as like connecting with people and yeah. stuff, but I think there needs to be a little bit of a balance, yeah. a good balance with the, especially with kids. Yeah, they're they need to be out using their imagination and yeah. as, as much as they can. So for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, now. Earlier, we talked about pay. Parents is like, hey, maybe not going to teach him because we know the pay is not good. Mm-hmm. Have you had to get a side hustle? Or are you like learning how to manage with just the, the income of a teacher? I luckily have not had to get okay. a side hustle yet. I, I'm i pretty good at um, kind of planning for the things that I have to pay for gotcha. every month and um, budgeting that, so gotcha. I don't have a side hustle yet, but I have thought about it. Oh, I have thought about it. you know that's one of the questions I always ask you, and I was like, why do I always think teachers gonna have side hustle? Nobody has had a side hustle yet. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just waiting. One, I have a side. I love side hustles. Like mm-hmm. I love projects and things like that. What have you thought about doing? Um, well, honestly, I just thought about like maybe waitressing somewhere like on the weekends, like, like a diner, you know, that's not creative at all. No, it's (laughs) not. But it is something that I have thought about. Yeah. And, you know, my mom does her like t-shirts and stuff that she makes and she redoes her furniture. And I've kind of been thinking about making, making some t-shirts and stuff, not like to sell, but just like for fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. uh, did your mom use a cricket? Like, how is she doing her? her she t-shirts? does have a cricket, but she also has like a press thing too, where she can. Do does the, she really? Yeah, she can make. Wow, shirts. I did not know that. Yeah, she does. So that, and then what else did you say? She, she does? makes store signs. She's made everything decorative in my house, pretty much. Wow. Yeah, she does all that. She just redid some like a furniture piece. She loves to do stuff like that. Like how? Like redoing it isn't like changing out the fabric, like leather. Um, she bought this, I don't even know what it's, what it is. Like a long something. It's in our kitchen now, but she completely stripped all the paint off of it, sanded it down. What? Yeah. Marsha, why are you holding out on me? I didn't know. Okay. But she's not flipping it though. She's not reselling any of it. No. Okay. She's just doing it. Just doing it to kind of enjoy it. That's crazy. That is so cool. What is uh with your mom being a teacher? Like what what's a funny story maybe or a moment with her being a teacher that you remember most? Um, is there anything like that stick, sticks out in your head? Um not at the moment. Uh let me think. I just remember like now I get it. Like at the end of the day she would 
always just be like, I can't answer any more questions. Like, I don't know what's for dinner. We'll, we'll figure it out. Not like in a rude, cranky way, but now, yeah. now I understand. Like, she's answered a thousand questions today. Uh-huh. She doesn't want to answer. Yeah. our questions so i kind of understand that a lot more now and i told her that not too long ago and That's she laughed cool. and she was like yeah, yeah. now you understand uh-huh. and and so all the way through high school was she just was she a teacher in the classroom or was she a principal some of your i think she started being a principal my sophomore year of high okay. school okay did you so. notice a change in in her from going from teaching to been a principal um she definitely worked a lot longer hours and she was i mean she definitely had a lot more on her plate um but i didn't notice like a huge difference now gotcha yeah gotcha yeah but i bet she probably gets way more questions now that you know being, being a principal like oh my goodness yeah now she gets the questions from the adults and the kids so (laughs) yeah yeah, all day now one of the things i asked you was uh I asked you to send me five uh, things to be consistent and to be the greatest teacher. Mm-hmm. And you sent me these five things. I'm going to share the five that you sent me, and then we'll go down one by one. Okay. okay. Uh, the first one was respect. And then number two was procedures and routines. Number three, consequences. Four, start fresh every day. Five, positive parent communication. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of these things you've already touched on, but let's just see if there's anything else. The okay. first one is respect. Talk to me about what that means. Um, A lot of times... People don't think that they think the kids need to have respect for them Mm. as a teacher, but it's just as important for the teacher to have respect for the kids. Oh, yeah. Um, One of my favorite, uh, it's a TED Talk by Rita Pearson. It's called Every Child Needs a Champion. And one thing she says in that is that kids don't learn from people that they don't like. And um, she says it to be funny, but like it's true. If If they don't think that you respect them, they're not going to care at all about what you're saying. So I think it's just as important to have mutual respect for them as you expect them to for you, too. Now, what was that? What was that TED Talk again? Um, I believe it's called Every Child Needs a Champion. It's by okay. Rita Pearson. Oh, okay, it's really, that. really good. Who told you about that? Um, I watched it? it in college for one of my classes the oh, first gotcha. time that I watched it. Gotcha. I love that though. Yeah, I think that's so true. Like, mm-hmm. just as much as as an adult, we want to get respect. I think it's important that we give respect to to children, and that's where they learn to give respect. Yes, is when we start respecting them, and 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 then also I think we explain it to them when we're giving it so they understand what that is and mm-hmm. and why we're doing that. Number two was procedures and routines. Yes. Um, from the first day of school, you have to go in and establish your procedures and then be consistent with them. Um, kids kind of thrive when they have a routine and they know what's coming. Yeah. Um, they don't do well in chaos or when things change um, unexpectedly, which sometimes you can't help that, obviously, but... It's important to have those procedures and just be as consistent as you can be. Have you learned your procedures and routines over time? Like, do you find yourself tweaking them as the year go on? Yeah, or I'm do still you do it year by year. I'm still tweaking okay. a little bit. So, yeah. um, last year was kind of, um, I kind of learned a lot about that because it was my first year having kids from start to finish where I could um, really establish them. Gotcha. And then this year I kind of changed. A few things that didn't work and 
added things and took things away. So yeah, it's just something. And each group of kids is different too. Something that works for one class might not work for another class. It gotcha. just depends. So yeah, can you give me an example of one of the routines that you have or procedures? Um, yeah. So every morning when the kids get there, um, we go pick them up in the gym and walk down to the classroom together. But you know, they know not to just like walk in the classroom. I stand at the door and we do either like a high five, we say hello or a hug, whatever they're comfortable with, what they want to do. And I make sure that I greet them every morning. Um, so they know like to line up at the door and not just like go in the classroom and go crazy. And by doing that, it keeps them one, you get to greet all every single one of them yeah. individually, which is important. But also it keeps them all from just like barging in there together and just going crazy in the morning. So that's, that's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, number three, consequences. Yes, you got to be consistent with those two. <laughs> um, that was one thing that was hard for me um, my first year. I would give lots and lots of chances like okay. before I ever actually did anything. And it got to the point where, you know, they'd be like, well, you, you're saying you're going to do this, but you're not really going to do it. And they would kind of catch on to that, I think, and just keep on with whatever behavior it was. So yeah. that's one thing that I kind of had to learn the hard way was if you say that this is the consequence for this action, you have to go through with it. Even if it's like a kid that never gets in trouble and it's like you still have to be consistent or yeah. the other kids will say, oh, well. She didn't. She didn't get in trouble. So you have to be consistent across the board with consequences, too. Because they're watching. Yeah, they yeah. are. And they know. <laughs> yeah. And that's their favorite thing to say is that's not fair. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They are definitely consistent. watching. Mm -hmm. What is one of the consequences that you, you've established, like, when kids does, I don't know, talk out of um, we, I use a planner to communicate back and forth with their parents, like, just basic stuff. So... They get, we start with like a verbal warning after that. It's, you know, you might have to walk at recess or, and then it's write a note in the planner. And gotcha. that's like the next step before like we have to call or. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. All right. Number four, start fresh every day. I'm, I'm really yes. curious about this. This one actually is probably the most important. Okay. Especially well, in my opinion, especially with the kids that do, um, struggle with behavior mm -hmm. because it's easy to sometimes if we have like a really hard day um where they're in trouble a lot or they're doing the same things over and over it's easy to kind of come in the next day and still kind of be mad at them or you know they're mad at you it's important to just for them to know that what you did yesterday is not going to carry over into today and it's a new day so everything that happened yesterday is old news yeah. we're moving on so that's good so i wrote an ebook called hello mm -hmm. essentially that's what it's about like the yeah. teachers that made the greatest impact on me was the ones who didn't the next day when i showed up they still looked at me and said hello they right. looked me in the eyes and yes. just the power of the touch and mm -hmm. just being mindful of like because kids are watching and we can feel it yeah like we can feel the energy uh -huh. when somebody has like a teacher's holding a little bit of grudge yes. against you or whatever. they definitely so, can yeah so yeah so i wrote a whole ebook around that and uh yeah so mm -hmm. that's so true I, I like that number five positive parent communication yes um like i said that's just as 
like sometimes parents only hear from the teacher when their kid's in trouble. Um, but it's important to tell them about all the good things that their kid is doing too, because no parent wants to, every time they see the school number on the phone, be like, Oh, they're in trouble. Uh You know, they, it's good to hear the positive things too. And it's good that the kids, um, like their parents will tell them like your teacher told me you did awesome today. It's good for them to hear that too, Mm -hmm. instead of just hearing the negative. So, yeah. Do you start with the negative or do you start with the positive? Like when you got to correct or call a parent, do you start Mm -hmm. with the negative or you start with the positive? I try to start it off with the positive. Okay. And then, you know, maybe say the things we can work on and then try to close it out with the positive. So you do the sandwich approach. Yeah. Yeah. Bread, meat, Mm -hmm. yeah, bread. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Because I remember one time. Uh, somebody would say start with the negative and end with the positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like, I think I've li- I've liked starting with a, some type of positive. Yeah. Then do whatever we need to talk about the the challenging thing and then mm-hmm. end with another positive. Because that's, that's what you want to leave it on. Yeah, that's kind of what I try to go with for like parent teacher conferences and stuff. Yeah. So it that's just good. makes it easier. That's good. All right. So those are your five right things to be consistent in to be the greatest teacher of all time. Now, yes. we also asked you about five things that you can't live without. Okay. Yes. The first one was caffeine. Is it just coffee or chocolate or? Um, ca- uh, coffee. And I love the Alani energy drinks. Oh, okay. Those are, I love Is that those. zero sugar or? Uh, yeah, zero sugar, yeah. only 10 calories. Only 10 calories. But 200 milligrams of caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know, like, there's these, um, I call her uh, Mama Joy, this, and and she brings me these drinks every Thursday for when she comes mm-hmm. to church. And there's zero sugar, like 10 calories or something like that. But then, yeah. so I'm talking to somebody, it's like, do you know that it has 300 <laughs> whatever of caffeine? I was like... Oh my god! That's the reason my wife told me I didn't need them because I'm already a high. Yeah. Like, I don't need much uh, anything uh-huh. to stay energized or whatever. But okay, caffeine. So we heard that the flare pins. Flare pins. Yes. Is that your favorite pin? That's the best kind of pin. There that is. is the best one ever. Yes. Is that at Walmart or? Yeah, you can get them at Walmart anywhere really. Okay. They're just the best pins. Flare they write p- smooth and. Make my handwriting look nice. How, how long did it take you to f- find these flare pins? I've always used them. Oh, okay. Yeah. These like since high school. Okay. I've used the flare You carried pins. over into teaching. Yes. Okay. Talking about pins, do, do teachers no longer use red ink to mark up papers? Yeah. They say that is um, negative. Like if you get a paper back and everything is red, it's like a negative color. So. So they should let me go back and do school over there because that red <laughs> probably ruined my life. Yeah. Uh, class dojo. Now, is this what you were talking about earlier? Yes, class dojo. Yes. We you can't live for, without that. No. Well, I could, but <laughs> it's nice to have. We use it for our like our point systems. The kids know if they're doing the right thing. They're going above and beyond. They're going to get dojo points. Um, then they get little incentives. And like I said earlier, it has all those um, – little lessons about the big ideas like respect um, and things like that that I think are really cool. So gotcha. Is that like a a subscription based kind of thing? All all teachers say? Oh really? Most of the teachers at um, Charter Oak anyway use it for um, their parent communication. There's also other ones like class tag. Um, There's several different that are similar. Does Google have one? Is, Google, is that what Google Classroom is, or is that just for schoolwork? Google Classroom is more like to give assignments and okay. stuff, but I think it, you could use it as that too. Gotcha. Uh, the fourth one, 
My classroom twinkle lights? <laughs> what is yeah. that? So I have like little <laughs> twinkle lights throughout my room. Um, it just kind of like sets like a calm okay. mood in the room. I don't like to have the lights on like full. Oh, gotcha. We have like lights that dim kind of, so uh -huh. they're not like full on just bright all the time. Gotcha. I like to turn them down just a little bit and turn on the twinkle light so there's just more calm in there. It's just... It makes the kids relax a little bit. Got you. Chill out a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Chillax. And then number five, I'm, I'm proud of this one, a MacBook. <laughs> yes. Are you an Apple? I am. Are you all Apple, iPhone, all that? Yeah. I mean, my school computer and stuff isn't Apple, but my personal one is, and I use it all the time. I yeah. do my lesson plans on there, and it's easy to come back and forth with me. Uh -huh. So I have it all the time, so. Do you use do y'all use Windows or what do y'all use as a school? Yeah. Okay. Del, my computer's Dell. I'm not very tech savvy. Is that <laughs> the same thing? I don't know. Yeah, Dell, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's probably a Windows base. Meaning so Dell is the hardware. They make the oh, hardware. Okay. Windows is the software. Yes. yes, it is Windows. Yep. Apple mm -hmm. makes both their software and their hardware. So yeah. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. So, uh, but that's good though that you're doing both so you can be familiar with yeah. how I, uh, Apple's operating system works and then also mm -hmm. keep Windows. Because like, if I got on Windows right now, I probably, I mean, I probably could figure it out. Yeah. But I'd be like, what in the world is this? Because all I've used is Mac for so long. But mm -hmm. so that's good that you're using both. Kenzie, this was so easy. You did such <laughs> a great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, tell me this last question. Um, if you could be, wake up tomorrow, you're going anywhere in the world for whatever kind of job that you're doing, where are you going? Um, I've always wanted to go to Rome, Italy. Wow. Rome. I don't know why. It's just always kind of intrigued me. I've always Rome. wanted to go there. So, yeah. 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 That's cool. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. How can people uh, find you online or if you do any of that kind of stuff? Or... I'm not a big social media gal, but I do have Instagram. How old are you? What I is... know. Oh, my know. goodness gracious alive. I know. I do have Instagram. It's yeah. just Kenzie Todd. Kenzie Todd. Yeah. All right. Kenzie, again, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all again for hitting the play button for another episode of the Hedy Cohen Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to encourage a million teachers weekly. Go tell some teachers to follow me. Let's connect. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, as always, and my mom is in the building, go mom. As always, ladies and gentlemen, go win.